Welcome to Is This Anime. I am your quote-unquote anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And joining us once again is Malcolm McLeod and Raylan Carson. And uh, this is me recording from uh, the present, I suppose. And uh, obviously, that One Piece recording we made was intended to be one single episode that was expanded into two recordings. So here I am with an exciting update since we uh, last recorded it has been confirmed that the live-action One Piece show will be receiving a second season. So, wonderful news. We are all incredibly excited for it. And now, enjoy the rest of the episode, where we are continuing off from talking about uh, the remarkable performance of Vincent Regan's Garp and uh, the exciting reveal, uh, reveal to, uh, you know, the, the live-action-only viewers, at least, that he was uh, Luffy's grandfather. So when Vincent Regan actually gets to play the goddamn character in the, the second half, oh my god, he's so much better. I loved it. Oh, yeah. And you know what? My my parents loved that reveal. They're like, what? Oh my god. Yeah, my mom liked it yeah. a lot, too. And of course, she was like, how does this white guy have a brown grandson? And I'm just like, I don't know. Wait till you meet Dragon. <laughs> Wait till you meet Dragon yeah. in season two or something. Um, but yeah, we get a fun little flashback uh, to, to Garp. Uh, breaking kid Luffy's uh oh so good raft but then we also get like a real Gart moment where it's like where he like drags him and it's like listen it's lunchtime and yeah. uh, <laughs> I love Garp's insatiable appetite we get to see him yeah. uh, eat later and he's like eating like eight steaks oh yes I, I just, love that I shit. love that little those little things just make it so good Garp's Luffyisms or his monkeyisms, I guess, because monkeys their last name, but it's played off yeah. as the first or whatever. Monkey D Garp, Monkey D Dragon, Monkey D Luffy. <laughs> but yeah, those those monkeyisms are so great with uh, the character when he's allowed to finally do them. And like when he throws the cannonball at Luffy oh. and Luffy bounces it off, and I'm like, oh my god, they actually did that shit. Oh, it was so good. It was so stupid and so yeah. good. Yeah, he does the laugh. So that's what I really liked. And then, yeah, we get to the Baratier arc. Uh, Malcolm, I remember way back when we first covered One Piece, you said Sanji was your favorite straw hat. Then when we covered the movie where Sanji is at his uh, grossest because uh, he had the hots for Kid Nami, you uh, took that back. Uh, Malcolm, what do you think of the new and improved live action Sanji? Oh, my God. He's good. Like San I'm back on the Sanji train. Uh, no. <laughs> You know, like he's not. Um, he doesn't really. Well, he doesn't really get a chance to interact with like, um, yeah, too many women. Uh, obviously, he like kind of hits on uh, Nami uh, a little bit, but then obviously and he hits on doesn't... her. He hits on her sister as well. Uh, later yeah, on. I guess. Yeah, but she. Yeah, she, and I also... there's someone in the restaurant. There's a lady in the restaurant. Oh yeah, too. yeah. When it, yeah. yeah, when it's like. Yeah, after the fight breaks out, and he's just yeah. like, "I'm gonna make my move. I'm gonna do that." The only yeah. there was one thing that I wanted was that when um, Nami betrays uh, Luffy, and then there's like, um, and Arlong uh, throws him uh, Luffy into the water, and then San, uh, yeah, and then Sanji comes in to like save Luffy. I thought it would be hilarious and more on point if uh, when. Uh, Sanji saves Luffy that he's in the full suit as he like oh, dives yeah. into the water but instead he's in suit pants no shirt no light blazer like he, he got he had time to rip that off but he like you know but he's still got the pants and the shirt or uh, the shoes on which I thought 
also was kind of hilarious. So like that, they were like, this guy was like, I worked out for this part, so let me fucking show some muscle before you put me in a you know like a six piece suit. <laughs> I I say that as a person who identifies as straight, uh, I I did enjoy that uh, shirtless Sanji shot. I'm just like, this is just facts. This is just facts, man. He's okay. objectively yes. assessment. He's a he's a beautiful man. He really is. And you know what? I think it's good that they did that because it's trying to, because in the anime, you kind of like, fuck, Sanji's such a little weird perv that like, they're, I think in my opinion, what they're doing is like trying to get more people on Sanji's side of like seeming like, oh, he's a hunk. But like as his developed his character developed, you could see he's becoming more of this like actual like dork throughout kind of thing too. Cause he th- he acts cool, but he's not cool. <laughs> yeah. And like at the end, it was like very much like present, which I like really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole thing, is, yeah, is hilarious. It's I loved his relationship with uh, uh, Chef Zeph as well. Like that. Oh one. my god. That's another casting choice where they just fucking the man just existed. They, they just casted Chef Zeph. Oh my god! Oh, that's he was so good. First of all, how did he wear that hat? How did he wear that like massive uh, uh, chef's hat? Like, I just want to know how they did it. Like, did they put like weight? Did they like weigh it down? Is it glued to his head? How is is there like a rod in there? I don't know, man. How did it stay balanced? It's yeah, probably it, not made out of like fabric, I would assume. Like yeah. like maybe, but it's yeah. probably more structured. And then it fits his head absolutely perfectly. So it's probably just like a harder, like papery fabric almost. I I need the YouTube video that explains that. I need the making of that chef's hat and how he it's was able so to act good. while wearing it. Yeah, well it's that and also I mean Luffy's hat, though there were so many of the fight sequences where I'm like, I can't believe this hat's still on his head. <laughs> Um, oh but, yeah! You're just I love like, that Nami fixes it too. That was really good. Yeah, that was a real nice moment. Uh, but yeah, the guy who played, I got yeah, I give a shout out to uh, Craig Fairbrass for uh, for playing uh, Chef Zeph because yeah, great casting. I didn't realize this. I looked him up, but he was uh, Craig Fairbrass is the voice of uh, Ghost from uh, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. Oh shit! Good for him. Um, yeah. Fantastic actor. They he, he gives so much to Zeph. First of all, Zeph is just a fun character. The fact that he used to be a member oh. of the Cook Pirates. And he like has a bandolier oh. of like spices. Oh my god, it's so, <laughs> so good. I can't stress this enough. This show commits to all its wackiness, and you can't even criticize it because it's like, yeah, sure, there's like uh <laughs> snail transponders, like it doesn't even matter. Yeah, oh, they yeah. try to explain it. They're just like, this is what's in here. And I, I appreciated that. That's the thing. Like, I just appreciate they went with it and every, and they didn't try to like, cause there's a lot of times I feel like in modern media where there would be a character trying to like comment on it being like, you know, like kind of breaking the reality of the, the thing and being like, oh, isn't this kind of stupid? And I love that every character in the show is sincere. They're like, this is the world. This is how we live. You know, uh, you know, there's Marines and pirates and like the, the world authority or whatever the like the thing's called. Um, you know, and there's you know, the one piece and um what's it called? The uh the all sea is what um, all, all blue, all blue. The all, all blue. blue. You know, and um and I just like love all that, like just like all that stuff and like you know, Zor you know, um was, how do you pronounce it? It's like Roro Noro Roro Noro Zoro. 
Yeah, Rorano Zoro. Say that ten times fast. Um, <laughs> you know, it'd be like I love that his whole thing is like he's not even interested. Really, he's like kind of a pirate because like he's like I don't know what else to do. But he's like I want to be the world's greatest swordsman in a world of pirates. <laughs> like I just I love that. It's just so mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no Marvel movie again. Marvel is really bad at this, where they just want to take the piss out of even the the stuff you like. Again, they even made fun of Doctor Octopus. It's like we didn't think Doctor Octopus was ridiculous. We we enjoyed him in Spider Man too, but they have to make fun of it or say, "Hey, Doctor Strange, what a silly name!" But no, man, this show nobody's commenting on anything. I think Ugh, I love it. I think maybe Nami makes a dig against the three sword style, but it's such a minor comment you don't even notice it's not even like a big laugh line yeah everyone commits to this wacky world which again this world's only gonna get wackier oh (laughs) yeah it's gonna happen in one piece we're talking about uh there's a major antagonist who turns into a giraffe like oh man if they they can get that guy in and they're going to because they're not cutting them they They have to yeah they might cut his screen time for cgi stuff but no we're getting the giraffe man who fights zoro but like all the, there's also like multiple of them who turn into giant animals. Yeah, no, it's like they're they are a major antagonist. Uh, they're the villains of Annie's yeah. lobby. So look forward to that. But yeah, they're still intimidating, um, and no one's commenting on it or taking the piss out of it. Uh, let's talk Mihawk, the antagonist for episode five. Again, another character. He's literally like a video game boss. I love his intro uh, where his bounty <laughs> appears and then it says bounty canceled and then he slashes it. Uh, yeah. And that's another character who Mihawk in the anime and manga is kind of boring. He doesn't have much of a personality. He's he's the greatest swordsman in the series. And he doesn't do much beyond that. But this actor, I love what he does where he just plays him as so bored. He's like, Yep, I'm one of the top three strongest people in the world, and anytime they fucking call me, it's just they're just waking me up from my nap. <laughs> they're bothering uh, me. They're bothering me. He's like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta destroy a pirate ship. I gotta kill two thousand pirates today. Seriously, guys, bro. I just- yeah, I love how like he's just having that like inconsequential um, like conversation. Like, not it's not inconsequential, but he's like when uh, Garp is like recruiting him to go capture. Uh, uh luffy and then he's just like in this like epic battle on the beach and there's like explosions and yeah he's just as bored as could be just like i guess i'll do it and this is the other big change uh mihawk actually kills the main bad guy of the uh original version of this arc so we meet Mm -hmm. a purple hiller guy in armor named don krieg and uh his bounty even appears and don krieg crumples it up and then yeah mihawk one shots him um I guess Malcolm, you never saw any of this arc, but did did even the presence of Don Krieg uh, suggest something that could have potentially been there? I don't know. I want to see. Or... No, no, no. You were just like, oh, he's just a guy, and he's dead. Okay, They're just a yeah. guy. Yeah, <laughs> guy showed up, and then you know died. Fair enough. I had to ask you uh, how it is, I because again, for the fans, they're like, wait, they're fucking killing Don Krieg. Um, yeah, I, also, I think my I parents seen... also really enjoyed just seeing that character being like, this character's insane. Like, they enjoyed <laughs> that character, so it's kind of like they don't have the, like, oh, would have been nice to see where they went because they don't have any attachment to it, but they did enjoy what they got to see, I think. 
yeah. but then again, like you never know if they're gonna like you know almost retroactively do something to bring the character nah, back. But I, no but I don't think on. so. Like I just think it's mm-hmm. one of those things where they had to make some decisions where they're like, all right, as we have to get through so much story that like there are gonna be characters that we can tease and kind of show, but they're not gonna have like a consequential part in this live action adaptation. Yeah, and and the Don Krieg arc is one of the weaker parts. I think everyone, when they think of Baratier, the Mihawk stuff is obviously a highlight, but Don Krieg is just a really strong guy who Luffy fights and it's <laughs> kind of drawn out. And they're like, yeah, this character doesn't really matter much. And if Mihawk kills him, it kind of uh, gives him the bona fides. And uh, that's the other cool thing, Malcolm, about One Piece, because this episode is really important for power scaling, because in the first four episodes, you obviously have seen the Straw Hats take down their foes reasonably easily. Maybe not easily, they've had some challenges. But then you meet Mihawk, and you're like, okay. Uh, turns out uh, our, our lead characters are going to have to grow uh, quite a bit more to reach this level. Because, yeah, you have Zoro fight him, and in this version, Zoro uh, gets drunk and uh, challenges him to a fight. And, yeah, <laughs> Zoro, who has had these badass bonafides, gets his ass kicked by Mihawk. He nearly dies. Yeah, and, like, so fast. So and with the, the tiniest uh, sword. <laughs> yeah, he, he, the, the little dagger. And uh, again, Mihawk is clearly using hockey uh, for the One Piece fans. They know that that's how like Mihawk is pushing Zoro back with just this little tiny dagger. And uh, that fight is also shot for shot from the anime as well. Okay. So good. Yeah. What do you think of that Mihawk fight? Because I feel that's like one of the best fights in the season. No? Are you mean? I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, it was a great fight. It was a great fight. Like, it, yeah, I love that fight. Um, it's, I know it's how I, there's so many fights that I'm like trying to like go through it. Like, I'm like, Oh, which one's Mihawk again? Oh, it's this guy, you know, it's, um, you know, the starts with the tiny sword. Yeah. This tiny, tiny sword. sword like, and then he gets the, yeah. Big boy out. Then he got the, yeah, that one. And then I like that. He like kind of just slashes, uh, the Zoro on the chest and it's just like, you know, come back when you're stronger and right. And actually yes. ready. And you're like, ah, yes. oh, Yeah. You know, he's like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to make you, like, you know, remember this. Well, and that's the thing. Zoro's whole goal is to be the greatest swordsman. And he uh, loses to the greatest swordsman. And uh, still in the manga, he has yet to cross swords with uh, Mihawk. So we're still waiting. Yeah. We're still waiting. But that's the fun thing about One Piece. It gives these characters clear goals at the very beginning that are going to pay off. We know it's going to happen. Zoro is going to beat Mihawk eventually. But we're, you mm-hmm. know... The story is Mihawk even he's... trains him at one point. A he does, spoiler. yeah. He, yeah, he does train Zoro, but you know, we're, we're still gonna have to wait a while uh, for that final confrontation, sooner rather than mm-hmm. later, though. Um, but what I really like about the Mihawk stuff is this uh, series. The live action makes it more clear about the warlord system, which I think is a really cool part of One Piece. The fact that the world government actually makes deals with the top seven pirates, and it's just mm-hmm. like, hey. We'll just let you do whatever the fuck you want. But uh, if we call you, you got to show up because yeah. it's the corruption of the world government where they're like, yeah, we'll let this shit slide, you know, do whatever you want. Pillage, pillage and kill. But, you know, if we need someone uh, taken down. You're the one doing the dirty work. I don't know, Malcolm, any thoughts on that warlord system? I was interested to hear your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm still a little confused on the warlord system. I'm what still like, it's not the clearest to me like i kind of feel like there's no like order Does so there's seven 
there's seven warlords, um, and there's also four emperors. Are warlords pirates? Yeah, they're, yes. they're all pirates. Okay, that's. I figured that was the case, but I wanted to make sure that, like, I think the warlords. That's like where Shanks is now. He's like a warlord, right? Is that Shanks, the Shanks is an emperor, actually. Oh uh, the God, emperors. Emperors? No, I'm joking. Um, the the emperors play a role later on. The warlords are like early One Piece is focused on uh, taking down the warlords, and then the post time skip is uh, kind of taking down the emperors, basically. Yeah, it's like it's like a video game. You gotta take down mm-hmm. the early bosses and then uh, the bigger bosses later. But no, the warlords yeah, that, are the warlords, warlords are, are controlled by like controlled quote unquote, not really by the government. Whereas the emperors are just so fucking powerful that they control everything, and they are the highest pirates of all. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. That makes there sense. There we go. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, well, this I episode. Baratier, episode five. Uh, yeah, we get the big Mihawk versus Zoro fight. And um, what, what's cool about this, too, I like, is it challenges Luffy as a leader because, you know, Zoro makes this challenge to Mihawk, and Luffy's like, all right, I'm going to let you do it. It's your dream. Fair enough. And uh, Nami is just like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he is going to get killed. And Luffy's like, no, I believe in my best friend. He's going to win. And, uh, yeah, he makes a bad call. And this is where Luffy has to kind of uh, suffer the consequences as a leader. Um, yeah. Where he's just like, oh, wait, I have to actually make these hard choices. And even my own philosophy that everyone needs to um, go with their dream, even that's being challenged here because I nearly got my best friend killed through that. I like that. That's, that's what I like the arc of that episode for. So I go back on Mihawk real quick. Did <laughs> did we ever see Mihawk's little boat? Did we? I uh, I don't maybe. think we did. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't think we did, but maybe we did. I don't remember. But he has this just like single one person boat that he goes around on, which I find so fucking funny. Um, oh yeah, he has like a little rowboat. I think we see it at the very end. Yeah. Yeah, it well he did it just like drives itself. He just sits in it and it just fucking goes itself. It's very funny. Anyways. Um hope we get to see that at some point. Absolutely. Um episode six. This is completely original uh for the anime because yeah, because Don Krieg is killed, there's no conflict here. So instead they basically turn it into a little uh introduction for Arlong. Uh we see mm-hmm. Arlong in episode three where he meets with Buggy. Uh, Malcolm, this whole thing with like Arlong and Buggy is uh, completely live action original. Okay, mm-hmm. now, that, I guess I kind of figured that because I was like, once they defeated Buggy with like by getting putting all his body parts into the different like cases, I kind of assumed that like Buggy might be gone. Like it would be like, well, and then you know Buggy's done, and we're kind of moving on to the next villain. Um, but to see that like that's kind of their way of bringing Buggy back in. It's like, okay, I guess they need a bigger villain. And it obviously plays into Nami's storyline. Yeah. Arlong, I think, uh, first of all, practical makeup job, uh, which I just love. There were some criticisms when uh, the trailer came out for Arlong because he wasn't large. And I like the fact that even Luffy comments on it where he's like, Hey, I thought you'd be taller. Uh, again, they knew the criticisms were coming. They were aware of it, uh, which props to them for understanding that. Malcolm, he's still is a pretty fucking big guy. He's a big guy. Uh, Malcolm, what do you think of Arlong as the big bad for the season? 
I mean, he's not like my favorite villain. Like he he's a good villain. Like it like but I mean he's he doesn't have as much I think the problem is is that because Buggy kind of comes out of the gate with so much like enthusiasm and like playful energy that you're like I was expecting almost more of that and like Arlong is like you know he's a more he's a smarter and you know technically more technically capable like villain but like even like the butler I forget his name but um you know the butler, butler yeah the cats the cat the black cat pirate um, oh, I was thinking of someone else. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like he was in. I felt like he was a more interesting bad guy uh, than Arlong was. Like I kind of found like Arlong is like suitable and serviceable, but I never like I never latched on to him the same way as I did the some of the other villains. Um, just because he kind of comes off as like the almost the most stereotypical villain of the season. Yeah, fair well, enough. he is quite. He is, he's someone that doesn't have like any kind of ability except for that he's a uh, fish man and he is like kind of doing the like stereotypical like tough thug kind of character this, this which what... makes sense for the character because you'll hear about him more uh, later. <laughs> Yeah, no, Arlong's arc uh, is revisited. Not really the character. The character doesn't appear. He only appears in flashbacks. But there is a later arc uh, called Fishman Island. Fishman Island, uh, which uh, the showrunner Matt Owens uh, said is the worst arc in the series, he feels. Um, I think because Fishman Island is an arc that tries to tackle racism uh, through the the use of Fishmen, which the Arlong arc initially in the manga was i don't think the arlong arc in the manga is really about racism i think it's something that oda later came up with as an idea that he brought back into fishman so Mm -hmm. they're the writers of the show are kind of trying to thread the needle with hindsight Mm -hmm. but also there's an issue because if arlong and the fishman are uh base what's what's the word stand-ins for for racial conflict the problem is uh arlong's actions because if the fishmen are an oppressed people, but Arlong is still a murderer. And also the fishmen are uh, depicted as like legitimately stronger than humans. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm getting at? It's like, they're trying to say they're an oppressed people, but they also are like a legitimate threat, which means like, okay, well maybe the humans kind of are right because all these guys kind of do cause it. Extremely strong. Yeah. The movie Zootopia does this problem too. It has this problem too. Cause Zootopia is supposed to be like be- uh, baby's uh, first uh, movie about racism, and it depicts like racism towards the predators. But again, the predators actually are like a threat, so it's like mm-hmm. it can't be. You know what I mean? It's like if you're doing a metaphor about racism, but then still saying the people that were discriminating against actually do have a leg up when it comes to strength and destruction. Uh, things get really sketchy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. It's like, you can even just see me as a very white man trying to trying to say the words properly. Yeah. I think it's too one of those things where, yeah, it's kind of hard because it was a thing that was created lo- like further along. So like trying to make it actually make more sense and, you know, make it be um, 
of me- a racism allegory. Like, that's what's yeah, that's what yeah. And you know, when Arlong is with those um, Marines, the evil one Nezu, who uh, again, that's a de- that's a design they just take straight from the manga. The guy Nezu who wears the uh, mouse mm. hat and has whiskers. Yeah, uh, yes. ne- Nezu is very much depicted as like the you know racist number one, where um, he's just like, oh well, of course uh, we don't discriminate against you people. And then Arlong is like, wait, what What the fuck do you mean? He's like, oh, well, listen, well, the uh, world government can't be racist towards Fishman because our uh, Jinbei is a warlord. And again, that's a reference for the fans because Jinbei is a yeah. major character and a future straw hat. So all the fans get excited. Yeah. But yeah, Arlong's actions, I think they almost had to make Arlong a softer character or have a, another Fishman in this arc who is more sympathetic just to be like, uh, hey, this guy isn't uh, doing things the right way. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I, th- I think that's, it's... I think, it's yeah. Tough... I think I, I understand where you're coming from, too. Because, like, they're trying to make it so it's like, yeah, like, he's this tough, strong guy, but he's like this way for a reason. And they're trying to get that across without really like giving too much away kind of thing, but also so that it makes sense for trying to do the fish man, uh, fish man Island where it's like actually makes sense. But then Arlong is also a piece of shit who uh, kills people relentlessly and lies and cheats. And uh, yeah, he's not, which like, I mean, it kind of also like that's like with so many things like so in like society in general there's always going to be fucking pieces of shit within yeah uh, every community right so it's like it's like trying to find this balance between all of that too and make a good show <laughs> yeah I don't know, Malcolm. Any any thoughts on the uh, clearly flawed racism uh, allegory uh, that the Arlong arc is? Again, I yeah, think- I get it. Like that's the thing. I think like I know I was like a little harsh on him being like just like kind of the stereotypical villain. I get what they were doing um, with you know yeah with the fish people and with the like oh, well you know like we're oppressed too and like you know who's thinking about the fish people in a world of pirates uh, and the sea. Um, you know, we're in like almost like a Sea of Thieves, you know, water world scenario <laughs> of just water um, on the planet, it feels like. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't like land. Like it just doesn't land the way I wanted it to. No. Like I, I almost, that's, that's fair. like, and it like, it just also kind of feels kind of like out of left field a bit where it's like. I feel like the themes were, you know, for World Peace are more about like, you know, kind of dealing with an authoritarian government, like that sort of it. It's like, hey, we need mm-hmm. to like, you know, deal with like how you know absolute power corrupts absolutely everyone at, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, and like that kind of pursuit, and like what kind of damage it does, and like what what does it mean to be a pirate? Like, because like the, the argument is is like is Luffy. And you know, and is going to end up being like a pirate, or is it going to be something new, like a different thing? Mm-hmm. Um, like not quite pirate, not quite marine. He's well, like yeah. there's there's some stuff I could say, but again, um, yeah, I think Arlong, yeah, the the racism allegory in Arlong Park is uh, complicated, and I need someone else uh, smarter than me to articulate it. But yeah, I just think it doesn't entirely work, and it makes me uncomfortable talking mm-hmm. about it, but. 
again, I think it's them trying to use hindsight um, while mm. still keeping true to the original story. But yeah, again, Arlong is not a sympathetic character at all, even if he does have no. like. I guess that's the thing. That's the word that I'm trying to. I was trying to think of systemic racism. That's what this arc is supposed to be about. But because you have zero positive uh, fishman stand-ins, uh, you're not coming out of this arc uh, sympathizing or coming out and be like, "Hey, the fishmen don't deserve this treatment." You're like, "No, these guys all fucking no. suck." Honestly, <laughs> they're all yeah. pretty bad people. And I think uh, that's a thing where it was like hard for them to like really put that in there. And I think like hopefully they do a good job of making people almost more sympathetic towards him uh later because of like the story that was developed afterwards for the character because realistically what has happened is you know he was treated to like a racism uh, type of thing and he realized that he is stronger and then got used that strength but then abused that strength as well and has now what I think they're trying to say is like you're uh, maybe not as bad but you're getting to be as bad as these people that treated us like shit yeah, but yeah. it's not really like clear in the fucking TV show but hopefully they get to it yeah, and again, that's funny because that stuff all appears in Fishman Island, but maybe that stuff they should have just added into the show. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, they they had a reduced episode count too, but I think yeah, maybe showing some of Arlong's backstory early would have been helpful just to make it clear that like yeah. yeah, this guy was like a former slave and was abused. But again, all the flashbacks mm -hmm. we see of Arlong are, are of him just mistreating Nami's family and killing uh, a yeah. ton of humans, and also being a liar. Um, mm -hmm. And just a general piece of shit. He's not a sympathetic character at all, yeah. even if he does have some stuff to say about systemic racism. I don't think the average mm -hmm. person is coming out of this sympathizing with Arlong's plight. Uh, yeah, and they wouldn't because really they don't understand. They don't really have that being shown at all. So yeah, so that's, exactly. That that's what I wanted to get into. Um, yeah, but aside yeah. from that, Arlong he does bring in Buggy, which I again that's a, a live mm -hmm. action original thing. I was very excited to see. Buggy being brought back and the fact that, you know, Buggy, who says earlier in the series, I have eyes, eyes and ears everywhere. And it's revealed that one of his ears is on Luffy's hat, which was clever. And the fact that, like, you know, Luffy's like, wait, you heard everything? And he's just like, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, was very, I have to that say. That was very funny. It's like, you really don't know anything. <laughs> I have to say, the set for Arlong's place, I'm like, I don't remember there being this like um like almost like a theme park yeah thing that was a cool thing, they did. thing like they turned it into like yeah an abandoned theme park that his guys took over yeah i thought that was very interesting but i did like that they had that little like water park ish part too where obviously it could have been fucking lions or abused orcas or something that lived in there once and now they use it to their advantage to try and beat up the straw hats what do you think of the whole um sanji flashback the poor kid traumatized he was on a deserted uh not even an island it was just like a fucking rock for so many days oh my god i felt it when he sees when he sees the moldy bread and he's only like halfway through his plight i'm like oh my god so good so good how, um, did you think there, Malcolm? 
For which one? The, uh, the for Sanji flashback. Where him and... Oh, uh, yeah. oh, when they were on the rock and they were... Yeah, on the rock. Yeah, that, again, I guess I was praising the, the child actor er, earlier in the podcast, but like... Um, it was so well done. And like, and that reveal of the leg and being like, you know, like I three times the size of you, like that's, you know, you have to eat this food. And then like, you know, and like, uh, finally he's like, I got to go eat the food. I'm I've had it. Uh, and then it's like reveals just all treasure. It's just like, you know, mm-hmm. just random, you know, stuff. And then he's just like, been, <laughs> I guess, quietly I eating know. his leg in the corner. <laughs> what do we think? What do we think of uh, Sanji's uh, goodbye? Because uh, in the anime, of course, uh, Raylan Sanji's uh, just like going yes. full blown tears. Um, I was kind of disappointed. You were okay. Yeah, you need more tears. I needed. A bit yeah, more I did. It wasn't as emotional, like especially after that reveal of like in that, um, you know, like that flashback. It's sort of just like you know, it just kind of like. I think it's like kind of like the goodbye that uh, Yusuf has, where the implication is like you will return at some point. Like there's mm-hmm. this thing of like it's not you're not gone forever. It's just like you're gone for now. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt with it, where it wasn't this. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was just more of like you've got to find the all blue, and then when you do, you're gonna make the best meal ever. Yeah. Uh, Sanji cooks good meals, though. I love the food in this show. I, I wanted to oh. eat it. made me hungry. So let's get into Nami. We haven't talked enough about Emily Rudd's performance, but I do think she's fantastic in this show. Oh, she's, so good. You know, her and Makenu, they're, uh, they're basically the adults in the room. I, I mean, yeah, even Sanji, I would put him closer to the Luffy uh, side of maturity. Um, but yeah, her flashback where, yeah, Arlong, bad man, uh, very fly, racism metaphor. Uh, her, he uh, killed uh, her um, mother, her adoptive mother. And oh my God, when when, when you see Nami, when you, you have the reveal that, you know, she'd been taking all this money, uh, this hundred million berries uh, to basically try to free her village. And then of course, Arlong has told uh, the asshole Nezu to just take it instead. And then when Emily Rudd gives her big fucking performance that, you know, she's been a One Piece fan uh, all her life. And she gets to act her fucking heart out when she stabs herself in the shoulder. And uh, Malcolm, I don't know if you recall, but this was the episode I selected way back when we covered the anime. I do remember. I do remember that. Like, it was the one episode where I was like, oh, yeah, this definitely feels familiar. Like, I do remember watching it, like, for the podcast. And Nami's breakdown to me as a One Piece fan is when One Piece becomes One Piece. Like, I mean, Emily Reddit just did such a good job of, like, selling it. And, like, again, I think you implied earlier, it's, like, you can kind of tell she's probably, of all the cast members, you know, clearly is a, was a fan probably before doing the show. Yeah. Because she really and, brings it. Oh, yeah. She brings her A game to this episode. I, 100%. I feel like I feel like this moment, too, is what they used for the Nami sides when they were auditioning actresses. Oh, probably. absolutely. At least one of them. At least one of them. Yeah, you you have to, to, usually, usually they have like an emotional. Yeah. They want to do one. at least two different uh, things, maybe three, depending. Um, but that would definitely have probably been a one of the scripts they wanted a scene for. Yeah, the, they probably wrote, yeah, wrote the side. Yeah, because they need to know if you can hit the um, these emotional beats because like this is kind of the make or break of. Not only you know, not only just 
you know, the show, but like, you know, for Nami's role in the show. Yeah. It's one of the biggest moments in the series. It's, it's where one piece levels up because that's the thing. This, you know, we, we've had the Zoro versus Mihawk fight. That was fun, but that wasn't uh, emotional to the extent that Nami's big moment, where again, she's fucking stabbing herself in the shoulder. When my mom was watching it, she was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, this show goes hard. I loved it. I, she fucking nailed it. And then when Luffy puts his hat on her head and, you know, she just covers her mouth oh. and cries. Oh, my God. Classic. Yeah. They fucking such a good job of that. And even the, like, you there was, like, screenshots shown of that and it in the anime. And it's, like, exactly in the right spots. Everyone's in their right positions of that, like, look. So good. Yeah, yeah. They, again, I think it's part of it is like the directing on this show was really good. Like they did a very good job of balancing, you know, needing to do live action and then also paying homage to the anime. And I'm suspecting that it is paying homage to the manga. Yeah, 100%. The uh, the shot where Luffy's with the boys at the very end, um, that's ripped straight out of the manga. It's framed exactly the way it is. Uh, the following episode, we get the big fight. Uh, I love this shit. They went full blown anime with it. <laughs> where, where, um, oh, so good. Fishman Karate. Oh my god, they fucking did that. Ugh. So yeah. good. I loved it. I thought this was like, I couldn't. I, I think it was one of those things where I was like, oh, man, is this really the the end of the season? Like, I was like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, Usopp, he gets his big moment uh, versus a guy named Chu, and uh, he just incinerates the guy. Chu, who is uh, the alcohol, Chu the alcoholic fishman. That's his whole thing. He's always drinking and then like sh- uh, shooting. Now, no darts out of his blowhole. So his, his weird. He lips. did such a good job. His fucking makeup on that was outstanding. It was so good. Yeah, I thought it was CG, but then I saw set photos and like, no nah, man, that shit's practical. I I have to be honest. I think of any like. If like this show deserves like all the like makeup awards, like I don't know if there's oh, gonna be 100%. another show like that deserves like makeup and like costume design. Like I feel like you know like a lot of times it goes to like a genre show, but like this one, like the fact that they were like so insistent on practical and like you know not CGI and like actually just going for it, it's like then there's so many varieties of characters. It's like okay, I don't know who else could even compete with one piece it's better it's better i'd love to also just see the one piece cast like at the emmys for like technical awards as well (laughs) it's like one piece and then the bear (laughs) listen listen by the time we get to one piece season eight even the emmy voters will have to admit this is the greatest ending ever (laughs) to a story so that's uh one piece season eight (laughs) is winning best drama is what i'm saying uh you heard it here first um, oh. yeah, the fishman, the fishman fight is super fun. Uh, I like the fact that they're even like bleeding when Zoro is cutting them. Cause again, this is kind of a kid show, but it also isn't. It has the whole TV 14 thing. No, oh, these, these fishmen oh, yeah. are bleeding. Um, and yeah, Usopp incinerates a guy who doesn't die in the, uh, anime or manga, but I think he's fucking dead in this version. I think so too. Uh, it would yeah. be wild What's- if he wasn't. What's the other thing? Buggy, because uh, again, Buggy being live action original for this whole sequence, Buggy's whole thing is like, guys, guys, you got to get me my body back and uh, then I'll help you out. And then instead he just fucks off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just completely leaves. 
So, I mean, that's also was one of the most obvious things that was going to happen. Like, I was like, I knew as soon as he was going to get the body, it was like he was out of there. Again, Jeff Ward just nailing the fact that, you know, Buggy's this cowardly asshole. Uh, you know, there may be a Buggy team up in the future, but uh, we're going to have to wait a while for it. Yeah. Uh, Buggy will. Well, there Buggy definitely is, is but. <laughs> there is. Um, what is it? Yeah. Many so get, teams. Uh, of... <laughs> so many teams. Sorry. Um, Luffy versus Arlong. I think this was some of the stronger CGI where he's doing like the gum gum gatling. <laughs> Again, I can't believe I'm fucking saying that out loud, but he does the gum gum gatling gun punch, and then uh, he takes Arlong down with the axe kick. I loved it, man. I loved it. Um, it's when this it's one of the rare times in this series where the the uh, stretchy effects actually look decent. Uh, That's so actually ho- true. That it did look good on that one. Yeah, I mean it's it's the final battle, so it has to. Um, but yeah, Arlong is taken down, and yet there are still 30 minutes left in that episode. Um, because the real final battle, the real final confrontation, is Luffy versus Garb, guys. Um, how do you like the resolution to that? Because again, this was this was anime original for uh, Raylan and I. I mean, I would have thought it was from the anime, if I'm being completely honest. It's, like, I don't, like, it feels pretty flawless in that way. Yeah, it's flawless because it's just it feels like the culmination of everything with Garp this season. And I like the fact that again, Luffy loses. Luffy gets his ass yep. handed. He he does his big gum gum rocket and uh nah man, Garp just nails him down. <laughs> yeah, well especially like previously when like Luffy did the gum gum or not the gum gum he didn't do a gum gum thing, but he like remember there he like blows himself up so he like has like a big belly and then like the cannon fires back and destroys the ship. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, he did, like he Luffy. Like... Oh yeah, I was gonna say Luffy did have the win there, but it was like obvious that he's still like he can't end the season being the king of the pirates. Like he can't no, end. He's still got. You know, he's still got to like learn. He's still a young man, right? But yeah. I did like too that he also had like no idea that he could do that, and so we're also getting to uh, see him learn his body as he's going on too. That was really mm-hmm. good in that blow up his body and. Hit the cannon. But yeah, uh, his gum gum rocket fails because Garp, uh, fans in the know would know that Garp is using observation hockey, which is how he's able to, mm-hmm. to take down that move. But then when Garp sees Luffy laugh, he finally sees that Luffy is in the spitting image of Gold Roger, uh, a person whom Garp has, uh, maybe through flashbacks, we'll see Garp had a, you know, a longer relationship yeah. with Garp with um, Gold Roger beyond just the execution. So, Oh, yeah. That'll well, come into he, play seasons later. He took care of his son in a sense. Yeah. And then Ace. again, Malcolm, you kind of brought it up at the very beginning of the podcast where um Luffy and uh Kobe have that one final uh moment where he's just like, be a good pirate and be a good marine. And I'm like, oh my god, mm-hmm. this whole storyline was completely worth it as this whole parallel story. Love because it. yeah, even though the world government does suck, and I think obviously there's a lot of anti-government themes in One Piece, I think the series is building up to a world where, you know, Luffy as the Pirate King is going to have his new world, and uh, Kobe is going to play a big role in probably leading the reform government. Yeah, Kobe is the next uh, Garp, or maybe even beyond Garp. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be beyond Garp. Yeah, like sure. he's going to be. Yeah, he's going to turn into the big bad guy. Because, I mean, it's already hinted at in the, Not the early big bad. episodes. He's going to be like... leading the, uh, the Marines, but in a positive way. Like, yeah. He's going to lead a brighter exactly. future. Exactly. 
Yeah, like yeah. he's gonna be the perfect like counterbalance to Luffy. Like they're both like because you know, like yeah, his whole thing was like I need, you know, I you know I want you know I'm here to help people. I'm not here to like you know do other things. Exactly, which also is what Luffy is. So I think that together they'll be a a wonderful team. <laughs> you know, have their things that they do uh, that help people along the way and uh we end with a f- amazing montage it uses the uh the we are music yet again because again they're they're playing we are Beautiful. not all the time but they're using it at the major moments uh mm-hmm. i love this montage where we see everyone checking in on luffy's updated bounty you know buggy is oh, back so and he's got a team up with alvita coming up uh that's oh, gonna so play out even though alvita i don't even think like is that supposed to be a big deal because Alvita's not depicted as like a strong character but um yeah i don't actually even remember them having a team up to be honest with she, you she does it's in like literally the um because they move the timeline around log town is supposed to happen before uh the bounty update uh but they uh. have the episode order cut so log town is going to be the season premiere of season two probably oh uh, uh, okay but alvita teams up uh with the buggy pirates for that and i think she just becomes a permanent member of his team as well uh, oh. But my point is, like, they're trying to like make that seem like, ooh, Alvita and Buggy are teaming up. But like, yo, we saw this girl get taken down in the first fifteen minutes. How is that supposed to be a big deal? Yeah, she's a scrub. Also, I want to say Alvita was so such a good cast. Such it was a good she, job. That again, they're just finding these people. They just existed. I know. Now uh, I just have to figure out how to audition for them and figure out which character I would best suit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Who would you want to be? Like of of the characters. I want to be Bond Clay. Okay. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. I was gonna fucking say that. There we go. All right, Raylin, start the campaign. You gotta. You gotta. Oh, I don't have a big enough mouth though. Ah, whatever. God, I gotta do <laughs> mouth stretches or exercise. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta post. Yeah. On yeah. I, I'm just looking up on Clay. I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely your part. Like you got. Well, it's got very like Jim Carrey vibes, so I feel like I could do a very you know similar energy without it being Jim Carrey. You know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, Clay yeah. is such a fun character, and that's the other thing too. Like yeah. Oda was taking on like these kind of uh, trans and non-binary uh, ideas like way ahead of its time. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, who is the other uh, person who is just like straight up like Doctor Frankenfurter from? Um, oh, from uh, Rocky. Rocky like, there's a character who's just yes. straight up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. Um, I just forgot the name, name right now. Uh, Him I'm looking and it up. There's the scissor. Ivankov. Uh, Ivankov. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. That whole. I love that one so much. That whole section. Yeah, and there's also uh, arc. I mean, y- Yamato. I know that's a controversial thing. I ta- I still don't know where where Yamato stands because you talk to half the fans and they say Yamato is a man, and others saying no, Yamato just is whatever. But I think that character probably, if they do get to adapting them, is like a, a trans man as well. Um, I I think it's going to be a non-binary person. That's or a gender fluid. Too. I think it's yeah. gender fluid. If anything, I, I think it'll be gender fluid. I think that would make the most sense. Fair enough. It's it's like they're not casting that character for ten years, anyways. Uh, they got time to figure that out, and for Oda to make clear comments. We were talking about the uh, the ending montage where we're t- uh, checking in with Buggy. We also get to see 
uh, Shanks and uh, Mihawk. Again, Shanks finally gets to see his boy Luffy finally has a bounty. And also, Shanks is very drunk, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's such a great little moment. He's so excited. I think also Peter Gaddy at this point figured the character out. Because, again, I'm sympathetic to the fact that he probably, you know, shot episode one and two just over the course of a couple of days. And he was still figuring out the rhythm of the show, which, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the actors had the luxury of time and, you know, being serious regulars. Yeah, Whereas, you know, true. So, yeah, I felt the shanksness in him in this uh, final appearance. And again, even Mihawk, even Mihawk is down to have a beer with his boy Shanks, which I loved. Yeah, that was yeah. very cute. And yeah, I guess that wraps it up. We we get um our big moment, which of course is the Straw Hats re- reiterating their dreams, and that's where I melt. Oh my god, yep. it was so good. And their little, all their foot feet on the little tiny. Yeah. They put um, their feet on the barrel, barrel, and they declare their dreams. And yeah, I'm gonna so be cute. the king of the pirates. I'm gonna find the all blue. I'm gonna become the greatest navigator. I'm going to become the greatest swordsman. I'm going to become a brave warrior. And we all melt. And then uh, we get what's basically a post-credit scene of our boy Smoker, who is going to be the, uh, I guess, the B-plot villain uh, for next season. Who's playing Smoker? I gotta look this Um, up. No one, because it's just a stand-in. We just see their back. (laughs) Oh, so yeah. I guess it's, yeah, that's... That's when you know you're like, oh yeah, they didn't. That's probably the one thing from the uh, Cowboy Bebop where they're like, all right, if we don't get a second season, we can at least be like, we teased it, but it didn't. They teased it. Uh, but these guys were more confident. Uh, we'll find out who Cat, who's uh, playing Smoker, and also Tashigi, I suppose. Again, there's so many characters for season two that you're just like, like, like you said, uh, Raylan, Nico Robbins, a big one. Ace, you know who I think would be a good ace? Uh, the dude from Cobra Kai, uh, Zolo, uh, who also just starred in Blue Beetle. Part of the, uh, is it the Blue Beetle Brigade? No, he's like the oh. lead, he played Blue Beetle. No, I know, but you were saying earlier about the Blue, oh, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle Battalion, yeah. Battalion. Um, oh, yeah, I could see him being a really good ace. Yeah, 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 he looks like him. Ace is basically uh, what people would think of would be the next King of the Pirates. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, things happen, of course. But yeah, he's Luffy's brother. He's, you know, charismatic, cool dude. Again, looks very similar to Luffy, at least art style wise. Yeah, I think that's going to be a really fun role to play. I could even see Ace being the B plot in season three. uh, Because I think given Ace's role in, uh, I mean, again, we could like break down the seasons. I mean, season two is, of course, going to be the Alabasta arc. Season three is going to be Ennie's Lobby for sure. And then, yeah, season four would be Marineford. Uh, which is a massive arc. If they ever get to, if they ever get to do this, like that's the thing, Malcolm. I know you would talk to me earlier and said, you know, they'll at least get a couple seasons. The thing about One Piece is like One Piece escalates itself pretty well to, I think, maintain. Unless something really fucks up, if this show is consistently successful, I don't think there's any reason for Netflix to do it dirty, uh, yeah. because it is a big IP. It's big special effects adventure show. It's probably going to consistently get newer viewers. Uh, and yeah, these these seasons escalate pretty well. Season two is going to feature them uh, taking down a warlord. Season three is them de- ends with them declaring war on the wa- world government. 
season four is kind of like the Empire Strikes Back moment. It ends on a massive cliffhanger and a massive war. And then, yeah, season five, it's Dress Rosa. It features a ton of new characters. The Straw Hats are more powerful than they ever have been. Um, season six and seven, I don't know how they break those down because they have to do Whole Cake Island and Wano. And then I guess, yeah, season eight would be the end. Um, yeah, the power scaling in One Piece is like pretty solid. There's like a real sense of progression. And yeah, I think the way mm-hmm. there have been there have been bad One Piece arcs, but the, but the way this show is structured with them cutting out all the fat, they've given themselves uh, the luxury of being able to end every season on a high note, I feel. Do you agree with me, Raylan? I 100% agree with you, my dude. 100% there have been, agree. Yeah, there have been bad and slowly paced One Piece arcs in the anime, but with this kind of a bridge version, they can end every season on like a big honking note where nobody's going to want to cancel this, I feel. Yeah, that's like a very I positive. I think that's yeah. I think that's definitely you know positive. Hopefully, like you know, again, the interest keeps up, and like as it gets deeper in, and you know, the not you know the anime fans embrace the live action show, and the non anime fans, you know, are into it as well. Um, yeah, like I think I think there's a lot of options for this show going yeah, forward. A lot of people and, would agree the East Blue stuff is like the weakest part of One Piece. The the season two arc. I can understand why it's already finished writing because, like, the Alabaster arc is fucking good, right? Like, oh my god. Oh, yeah. It's a really good arc. So, a lot to look forward to. Uh, the future of One Piece is bright, and you know who I want to play? Uh, who? Uh, Bartholomew. Uh, the fanboy. <laughs> of course. Okay. I'm the, trying to remember. Fucking... He's a green, green-haired dude. He's uh, I think he doesn't oh appear until god, like Chris Rose. Oh my god, that would be so good. That's my dream that role. I'm campaigning. So good. So here's a question: Who would I play? Because I don't know all the other characters who would um who occupy this world outside of what I've watched. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to oh think. Um, you're not Bon Clay. Raylan's obviously. We're starting the campaign for Raylan to play Bon Clay, of course. Yeah. One uh, Yes. Foxy? I don't know. Can Mal can do Foxy? <laughs> Tell me, no, there's Mal- so many characters in here that I'm just like, who who's like a tall? Play? Who's like an ob- obnoxiously tall per- uh, person? On the, like, um, uh, I mean, there's literally some giants. There's Akiji. There's oh Kata- yeah. <gasps> Oh, what if he played a fucking uh oh god the the giant uh that laughs like hurry she 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 the fucking one that Nico Robin talks to. Oh. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember their name, but yeah, let's I'm do gonna that look one. it up. Nico Robin, uh, giant. The, like he's such a sweet guy. Giant friend laugh. Okay, what's his name? Yeah, you could definitely be him, but you would have to then uh, grow a fucking big red hair and beard. <laughs> well, that's what I the mean, makeup they, department's for. I'll put. I'll put this I'll is true. Um, God, what is his name? Uh, his name's Sal. Sal, S A U L. Look him up. He's one of. The, he's like this sweet giant. 
And he's like pretty much oh, just telling oh, you Jaguar D Sal. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And he just like tells like Robin, like when you're feeling down, just laugh and everything will be better. <laughs> yes. And um, I made this meme once where it was uh live love Durishishishi, which is <laughs> how he laughs. One of my favorite thing about uh, One Piece is like all the different characters that have all these different laughs. I'm so excited. What's a fucking what's the guy's name uh, that's on the like haunted island guy? Oh god, uh, he has a Gecko Moria. Yes. He, I can't wait to see what his, how the fuck did like they his character? Him? Oh, yeah, oh he's a fucking huge, the, giant. the king of Halloween Town, the Halloween Town arc, as I call it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing about One Piece. Like we've got shit where like they go to Sky Islands, and of course that's not getting cut because they uh, even reference it uh, when Nami is like telling Zoro that yeah. story where he's like injured and shit. Oh my god, I love that so much. I know. It's oh. funny because like there's there's so many fans online they're like are they going to cut Skypea and it's like when they put that in they're like no, they're not fucking cutting Skypea. Uh no, no, and Matt Owen said Skypea is like an A tier arc. So we if you watch that two and a half hour Hassan stream, you're just like, "Okay, you can really see the showrunner just like I'll kind of hint at what his ideas are for the future of the series." Again, that's the great thing. They have the hindsight. The fact that One Piece is probably going to be finished within four years, so they won't have to Game of Thrones it, and they'll have an ending. Uh, yeah, and if that that's ending, true. And that's the other thing. One Piece is only going to get more popular. I think now is the best time to be a fucking fan. You have this show that's yeah. so easily accessible. Plus, you have the fact that uh, manga and anime are ending relatively soon, which creates anticipation. The fact that a lot of things are going to get revealed. I mean, uh, Gear 5, for instance, I saw someone... I, Malcolm, I showed you Gear 5 before, which is uh, where Luffy turns into a living cartoon. And someone oh, suggested, like, yeah. if they do that in the anime, and if they do that in the live action, just do it, it Roger Rabbit style, where he actually turns into a cartoon. Oh, God, yeah. Like, that's the I way to do it. To. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to look forward to, and I think the fact that this live action is cutting the fat and giving itself the ability to end on these high notes that the anime doesn't always have the luxury of due to the uh, terrible pacing, quite frankly, of mm-hmm. of it. Again, I've watched like some One Piece uh, anime episodes, even the Gear 5 ones where I'm just like, this is fucking oh. unwatchable. This is like actually yeah, like, terrible. There's, there's <laughs> tons of time where I'm just zoned out because I'm like, this is like not really like necessary, but I guess. Repeating oh my flashbacks God. and stuff. Oh my also, God. Also, Gotta say when they do like uh, the Japan town or whatever it is episodes. Well, no, not like the ones that are now. It's like literally called like what is it called? It's something like Japan. I I know what you're talking about. Those like one-off ones where it's like a story and buggies in it, but it's all them, but it's different names and stuff. Yeah, I'm like, why are we doing this? What's what was this for? I did not uh, love those, which I'm sure there's people that do like them, but I'm just like, uh. Anyways, <sighs> I think we got, I think we got to move on to our favorite segment. Uh, okay. Speedwagon. Cue the music. Speedwagon. 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 Allow me to elucidate ya. 
The name is Robert E.O. Speedwagon. For those just joining in, the Speedwagon is our favorite supporting character of episodes five to eight of uh, One Piece live action. I'll go first. My Speedwagon is Chu, the alcoholic fishman that Usopp fights and incinerates. Uh, I just thought his design was fantastic. I honestly thought he was CGI because he was so convincing. I think maybe there was some CGI assistance when uh, they're doing their whole post-production. But yeah, just a fun, big-lipped, weird dude who has an alcohol problem. You know, he's probably seen some shit. Also, we know the fishmen were mistreated, so I'm I'm sure he has some trauma that he has been trying to drink through. So honestly, fuck Usopp for killing him. <laughs> uh that that's my speed wagon for episodes uh five to eight. Uh Malcolm or Raylan, you can go first. Whatever. Um, the exact I, same one for I, me, to be honest with you. <laughs> he was two? so good. Yeah, he was so good. I thought it was great. Uh, the makeup for him was amazing. The way he played the character, the CGI spitting flame bead bullet things out of his mouth. All of it was so good. He would, did a great job. Yeah. And again, it's you would never those... know that he looks like a fucking surfer, dude. You would never know. You would never know. No. Yeah. Looking at the actor who played him. Um, uh, yeah. You're just like, <laughs> wait, how is this guy like? Like this guy's like got hit the waves, brah. <laughs> like, so, yeah, exactly. What have you know, know? Got to give credit to uh, the actor uh, Len Barry Simmons. That's his name, Len Barry Simmons. I assume he's just a uh, you know an actor based out of uh, South Africa where the show was shot. Very likely. Can I sure. actually just quickly do a runner-up because I think this was also Absolutely. in it? But uh, Mary. I think he was in the first of the last four. I think he was in episode no, four. Mary, Mary's in episode three, but sure. Oh, shout out. You, can, you can shout out Mary if you want. You've already brought him up. Shout out to Mary. Yeah. It was just a, played him so sweet, which was so well done in my opinion. And then they kill him off. He gets to be the first uh, live action original casualty. Poor Mary. Fucking bastards. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Malcolm? Who's your uh, speed wagon? Um, I mean, I guess I, I kind of teased it in the last episode, but um, there is a big part of me that's like wants to give it to uh, Buggy the Clown for his appearance here. Of just like, there's something just so charming about him being ahead and just kind of being like thrown <laughs> around like garbage. <laughs> like they're you know they're just like really abusing him. Like, they throw him into a barrel at one point. They're like, shut up. <laughs> Get in the barrel. <laughs> He's like, my nose. Um, <laughs> you know, I loved I loved that. Like, how he starts off in the first, like, few episodes as kind of this, like, eccentric but, like, you know, evil dude. And then by this point, he's just pathetic. And then when he, like, gets his body back and just runs away like a little <laughs> coward, like a little bitch boy, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm into this. Uh, I, I think this is hilarious. You know, we got to shout out, you know, Jeff Ward for being, uh, again, just crushing all versions of Buggy this season. Uh, I think the other one for me is that I, and maybe just like too big of a character, but uh, Chef uh, Zeph. I mean, I really loved Chef Zeph's arc. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a right. perfect speed wagon. And I like you know, the fact that he gets I, yeah. the extra scene with Garp, too. That's anime. That's a live action oh. version, of course. 
Yeah, I love that. Yeah, like that was a great one. Like I just love that that scene when it's like uh, we've got you know we've got ribeyes you know in the back, and he's just like you know I'll you know do you like it medium rare? And then like Garp is just like uh, I like it more on the rare side. <laughs> like, cut, <laughs> smash cut to like Garp. Like that's when you know it's like oh grandfather grandson because both Garp and uh, Luffy are uh, eat uh, absurd amounts of food because there is a sequence like a scene like uh where like it looks like uh garp has eaten i don't know uh like 14 steaks like yeah. just oh. like he's just got a pile of like t-bone bones like you're like oh yeah that's uh that's definitely a, a family trait that's a you know that's a monkey d family trait absolutely mm-hmm. um yeah zeph is great yeah, again the 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 they just found these actors. They just they just found these actors I who just became, became the anime characters. These anime characters who you would assume would be so difficult to embody, and yet, fuck, man, what can I say? Let's get. I guess this uh, is final thoughts time. But this show is a miracle. Honest to God, yeah. they took one of the. Again, you look at a trailer to One Piece or just a clip of the anime. You're like, how the fuck do you turn this into a live action show? And yet they did such an earnest job. They just committed. And again, that's what I t- said to Malcolm uh, back when the trailers were coming out and even the lead up to the show being announced. I'm like, the show is either going to be fucking terrible or it's going to be the next big thing. <laughs> and yeah. this is the next big thing because there was no so. chance of the show being boring. It was never going to be boring. It was either going to be the worst fucking thing or <laughs> this miracle that we have where it's like, Fuck. I don't know, man. I, I I don't have any more words to say. This show is just a, a miracle and yeah. adaptation. Like they somehow committed to all this stuff and they took this long running series and y- yes, things are missing. Like uh, there, there's a Nami moment that they cut out. Uh, that's a bummer where at the very end of uh, Arlong Park, she steals from all the villagers just as one last kind of like uh, cheeky fuck you to them. And uh, you know, <laughs> She like pick pickpockets all of them, and then she leaves with a bag of treasure. But uh, maybe they found that too hard to adapt or something. Um, yeah, yeah, they probably also didn't want to. I think that something that works for anime sometimes wouldn't work for getting just the like non-anime uh, mm. folks like on board, and it might not uh, seeing a human do something as opposed to a cartoon do something might not like translate as well. For sure. Um, but yeah, they adapt these characters perfectly. They, the actors are cast so well. Again, these are not easy roles. Monkey D. Luffy is not an easy character to play. Uh, I, would, I would love to see, I don't want to say the failed uh, tapes, but just like other actors' attempts at doing this. Because uh, I'm pretty sure Inaki was yeah. the only one who came close. It was, oh, and Naki is Luffy. Like you watch him, just like in his interviews and everything, and I'm like, that is Luffy. Like the way yeah. that he's so excited and like just got so much joy in him is Luffy. That's why I was like so excited and wanted them. Like was on their side of like hoping that this was gonna be good because seeing just the main uh like straw hats i was like they all just seem like they're so happy and they're so excited and they all just like are them in a sense yeah no it's the sometimes that's the thing with acting that's like the dirty secret that with acting is you go like 
you know, you're like, oh, they must be really like so much different than their characters. And you realize you're like, oh no, they sometimes they just find a person who's exactly <laughs> like the character. <laughs> They're like, oh, you didn't really act. You were just yourself, <laughs> but yourself works for this. Yes, exactly. And like, I'm glad that there's not anyone like super famous in this because I think that would have taken me out of it, to be honest with you. I yeah. think going with these people that like, suit the role more than just like bringing in the as you said it in the last episode or maybe it was this episode i can't remember at this point <laughs> matthew mccauday <laughs> i would literally die i would have been like no i'm out i'm fucking that, out i don't like yeah this. that is, it, that is one of those things where i'm just like as much as like I, I there's a part of me that loves it and there's also a part of me where i'm like yeah that wouldn't have that wouldn't work like i don't want like I for me, I love TV shows where like stars are born, where you're like, mm -hmm. oh, this person yes. kind of like you you find them on the show. Like I think you know, a recent example was like you know, Succession, where it's like you know, it's an ensemble mm -hmm. cast where there, there's a couple of people you're like, oh, I've seen Brian Cox and things, I've seen Alan Ruck and things, you know, mm -hmm. I've kind of heard of you know, Kiernan Culkin, but you know, but really, it's like, oh, holy shit, like who is you know, like. Who is Sarah Snook? And like, who, you know, who is Jeremy Strong? You know, that, you know, oh, I didn't realize Kieran Culkin was the actual actor of the Culkin family. Um, you know, that sort of stuff. I, yeah. I really appreciate it. And I kind of, what I like about One Piece is the fact that they didn't cave into like, well, we got to offer it to Timothy Chalamet. Like, Timothy Chalamet yeah. should be, you know, uh, you know, Luffy and like, oh, why don't we try to find like, you know, what can, can we get Florence Pugh to be, you know, um, nami and stuff like that it's like no they just like they found really talented actors that they could lift up and like i also i think if they want the show to go long you got to find like you know lesser named actors because you know they almost get too big all of a sudden they'll yeah. be like you know they'll be like uh, i want to i don't want to keep doing one piece <laughs> yeah i got Absolutely. too many other things to do i mean the, there's obviously people like jeff ward who aren't necessarily like extremely famous and they've been doing it for a while, but I think they picked the perfect people in that sense that are, you know, dedicated to the acting and they're doing a role. Whereas like, I think a lot more famous actors now are doing their take on a role as opposed to just being the role, if that makes any sense. Oh, I agree with that. Like, I love that. Like, you know, like, Jeff Ward is like a consummate like kind of character actor at this point where, you know, yeah, he, he appears in things. He's got a lot of credits. You know, he's never really been the lead. He's never really mm -hmm. been like a scene stealer. But he's always like, I think of him as a guy who like when he, and the other things I've seen him in where he's like, he's always good. Like he's never bad. He's never, never been like, oh, like why, what is he doing here? Um, yeah. And, but here it's just like he took it up a level and it's like that's what I want to see more of especially in TV it's like find these great talented actors give them the opportunity and I love that this One Piece show with the budget it had decided to go that route instead of trying to like you know find like you know random social media stars and whatnot like like they yeah. decided we're going to make our own stars and I know you mentioned too that uh, the actor that played Zorro is it Makinu can you um like he's technically probably famous 
in like Japan, but like uh, it's also exciting to get someone who's maybe a really big in Japan that's not well known elsewhere throughout the world an opportunity to get a role that's like a world role, you know, and be able to shine that way too. Yeah. Well, here it's like, you know, it's him breaking out of being just a Japanese film star and giving him a chance to like be in front of North American audience, especially you said in, I think the last episode, Jack, that he grew up in LA. So it's like, it's very clear. Like, like he's clearly like a, you know, a, you know, English speaker. (laughs) Like that was, it kind of surprised me to be honest that he was like, you know, you know, this big Japanese movie star who was the son of a legendary actor. Cause like, I also, you know, like, like if you told me like, Oh, he's from Vancouver and he's like, you know, and like, I'd been like, Oh, that would have made sense too. For sure. I mean, he's, he's, he's one of those guys who I think was really on the up and up. And of course, you know, he, he did his time doing a lot of Japanese films, but yeah, again, he, he doesn't have an accent for one thing. He speaks, uh, or not, he doesn't, but you know what I mean? He speaks with an American accent. Yeah, at least in this in this role. Like I don't no, know what I mean, it's he's, like natural voices. Because sure there's some actors where you're like you always see them play like, you know, American roles and then you hear their real voice. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, the biggest example <laughs> yeah. is the Australian actor Jason Clark, who's like who always plays like tough guy, like Chicago guys. Like he's playing Jerry West on Winning Time <laughs> on HBO. And then I heard him do an interview and he has an almost like unlike you can't you can't even ha- understand half the words he's saying as with his like how thick his Australian accent is. You know, he's wow. saying like he, he's like unironically being like crikey. And you're like, God damn it, man. How is this guy the guy in Hollywood's like, get this man, you know, give him the most American roles? Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. That's talent show- for you, baby. This show's a miracle. I hope uh, people continue to tune in because, again, as Raylan and I have, have said uh, a million times on these episodes, One Piece only gets better from here. Uh, and it's going to be oh, really curious so to see. And, I, and again, I think the advantage that this series has is just it, it's fantastic, but it's also uh, flawed because of all the filler and some of the sod plots mm-hmm. that should be pruned. Like, I'm excited to see Dressrosa adapted in, in like six years. Because that's a oh. an arc that has a lot of cool ideas that just kind of, oh, so due to the due to the scale, it just kind of collapses on itself. But like a five mm-hmm. episode Dressrosa arc, fuck yeah, I'm down for that shit. Fucking hell yeah! And obviously Marineford, hell like yeah. I was I was watching some One Piece clips of uh, Marineford, which, like I said, was the uh, the Empire Strikes Back of One Piece. And like again, some of these <laughs> actors have already been cast to see these team ups that we're gonna have. Oh my god, like come on, you gotta do the full fucking thing at this point. If they shit the bed in wait. season two or three, then obviously I'll retract that statement. But for now, they've given me confidence because they've adapted some of the weaker oh, yeah. material and turned it into a tight story. Like fuck, I'm just thinking right now of you know Luffy saying, be a good, be a good marine, be a good pirate. Like if we can have those moments uh bookend every season like that, we're in for a treat. Yeah, what can I say? One piece is Great. I'm glad people like Malcolm can enjoy this in this condensed yes. version that's so fun. Yeah, again, I was fucking worried going into this. I'm like, fuck, is Malcolm going to bail or is he still in? And the fact that you've, you know, been so unanimous, so uh, 
Yeah, I did not, I don't have a lot to criticize. Like I there there are definitely times where I'm coming into this the recordings of these episodes. Obviously, you know, I'm not a regular uh co-host anymore. Uh but sometimes you know, I'm coming in with like, oh, I might be the heel of the episode and this time around I'm like, no, oh, I'm uh, I'm in for this love fest. <laughs> like, you know, this, you know, I'm I like love this, this is, for you, buddy. This is a good yeah, this is a good arc. I I'm uh, you know, I'm not uh I'm not the guy who's, you know, dashing, being like, yeah, so this was boring or whatever. Like, it was like, this is just excellent. It just tells me again, because, you know, even me, I told you in the text, I'm like, I think we need you because it's just going to be a love fest between me and Ray Rillen. And honestly, you've been <laughs> criticizing this less than me, I feel. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are like CGI issues. There are like, you know, I, I feel like there are some, there's a couple of pacing issues here and there. But it's all like pretty forgivable, um, mm -hmm. and I think like again, I, I yeah, like I just was like this was just fun. Like I think that's what it is. Like I, I think we've gone through this uh, this kind of era of television where everything's fucking dark and depressing, and it, like you know characters have to end kind of almost worse than that how they began, and like you know like it was you know like th people are like you know everyone's like well, what if we everything was evil you know like and then there's also like. At the same time, there's all these shows where it's like, and it's the Marvel effect of like on like culture and media right now, where everything's self-referential and not serious, and there's a quip, and you know people are like, you know, being like, ah, oh, look at yeah, like you said in the last episode, being like, oh, look at Doctor Octopus, look at that fucking freak, <laughs> you know, they're yeah. laughing yeah. after, uh, and uh, and like this time they're just like, no, like this is just sincere, and I, it just was refreshing, like it was weirdly refreshing to me where. You know, I just liked that it wasn't self-referential that way. They were just like, oh, yeah, no, this guy, you know, like Sanji just really wants to uh, make the best meal in the, you know, in the all blue. Um, you know, like Zoro wants to be unironically the best swordsman. You know, it's just like Luffy wants to be king of the pirates. Like it, everyone's just simple. Uh, they sim like it's simpler. Shout out to also, I think one of my favorite moments uh, in the season where uh, after uh, they've taken down the fishman, uh, Sanji raises his arms uh, ready for a hug with Nami. And he's just like, Nami! Oh, and then she just runs past him. And his defeated <laughs> look. And again, I think that's the appeal of One Piece and what this cast has done so well. One Piece hasn't gone on for 26 years because uh, all the all these kids are uh, loving uh, Oda's social commentary or the fights. They love him because the Straw Hats are just such a fucking fun group of characters. It's true. Yeah, they're iconic. and They're, they're just, so lovable. They're lovable, and you're that's why you're down to read the next arc. You're like, okay, how is this group of friends uh, going to solve this next problem, or how are they going to interact? I think also um, later Straw Hats don't uh, get as much to do, so I'm hoping this adaptation can do that better. I know someone mentioned uh, Luffy hasn't spoken to Frankie in 10 years or something. <laughs> uh, so, you know, obviously Nico Robin, that's a character who hasn't had a fight in a very long time. And even the showrunner commented on that. So again, I'm looking forward to see how they adapt and change things. Yeah. I got no complaints. You know, they cut out Don Creek, but who gives a shit? They focus it uh, more on the R long arc. Cause they had to give them more time due to their own constraints. We've talked enough about one piece. The show is very good. I'm sure, uh, <laughs> you know, in a year and a half, we'll revisit it when season two comes on. Cause I guess we'll have to do that too. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll, all, we'll all make it back together. Um, Draw hat crew. 
Yeah, the Straw Hat crew now do. Oh, yeah, yeah, brother. Malcolm, who was your favorite uh, Straw Hat of the season? Of the season? Zorro. Perfect. No notes. <laughs> that can you rules. Uh, for, <laughs> for me, Zorro. What about you, Raylan? Mine? Luffy! Luffy. I thought he fucking crushed. I, honestly, I love... It, Luffy is always going to have a little soft spot in my heart at all times because I think I have Luffy energy. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Luffy, like, he's just, like, so happy-go-lucky. And the actor that plays him just did such a good job and, like, truly is Luffy. And it's, like, such a, like... I hate using this word, but a blessing to see. <laughs> no, it's it's an impossible role. I don't know how. I I just want to watch those tapes of the other yeah. actors. Not, I don't mean to be rude to them because I couldn't fucking do Luffy either. I my audition tape would suck too. But yeah, I could just imagine them in casting being like, "Oh fuck, how is this show gonna work?" <laughs> and then Inaki just shows up and he's just a goofball. My my favorite straw hat of the season. I gotta give it to Sanji. Uh, oh, we flipped. I I flipped okay. it. I, I, I was a Zoro guy. I've moved to Sanji. Uh, he obviously gets the least amount to, of screen time just by virtue of how it shakes out. But I think he nails those character moments. And I think the fact that like the actor is so charming, it makes it even funnier that all the women find it disgusting. Like the fact that they cast like, you know, uh, a very good looking man who's also pretty smooth. And yet in this reality and however this world shakes out, everything he says is repulsive to the women. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, makes... realistically, he's only interacted with like what is it, three? Three. Yeah, yeah three it's women. like Nami, and... Nami's sister, and then the uh, the woman at the uh, in the restaurant. And I don't think Nami's sisters like truly hated him too much, and the girl in the restaurant did didn't too much. But I think that's going to play out more as we go. We'll see. Yeah, we'll like see. Nami's sister was more like you know had a more you know had more things that had to be done yeah right? she's um, like i love your food that's it get out of here <laughs> yeah oh you know what i was gonna say i actually i you know like i did say it in the last episode but like you know i do want to shout out you know i did i did think like the usopp of the live action version is like a bit of an improvement of like the anime that i watched with him in it like yeah, i would say like cool. it's the actor like uh jacob romero gibson like really does like add like a level two of the character that like was not there previously. And it was like, then I got to give him the credit for the performance there. Same with, you know, also Emily Rudd. Emily Rudd is Nami. Like the, the scene like with, um, between like Nami and who's the girl um, with the mansion. Um, oh, Kaya. The, yeah. That's, that yeah. Was yeah. Her, the Kaya, like them, like trying to become friends and like Nami's like, yeah, I'm, you know, they, Kaya just calling her out being like, you're not really good at this friends thing, right? And then she's just like, I guess not. <laughs> you know, like, I just, like, those moments were really good. Also, like, Emily Rudd had this thing where, like, there were so many shots of her over the season as Nami where she's just, like, hiding. Like, she's, like, in a closet. It's always, like, the same angle. But, like, every time, like, she gives, like, the same look in each of those shots. And, like, but the look is so good that you're like, okay, I get why they, like, kept coming back to it. They're like, okay, she's going to stand in this little cloak closet, and we're going to have her at the same angle, and she'll just, like, do the, like, the, like, her eyes are kind of wide as she's just waiting as, like, some bad guy has, like, come into the room. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that or not, but I definitely noticed it. She's a sneaky little guy. Yeah, exactly. Little guy. 
that about wraps it up. I'm sure we'll we'll just have to. We're all very tired too. This was a <laughs> yeah. This has been a long recording, but ja- <laughs> but I, you know I think this is the important part. Um, where can we find you, uh, Jack? <laughs> uh, only real Jack M on uh, Twitter. Jack is Jack on Instagram. Always in the show notes. Anyways, uh, Malcolm, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Malcolm R. J. McLeod. You can uh, follow me on threads, even though I posted one thing on threads and that was it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, and apparently I'm just automatically following people. Uh, you know, if you're uh, if you're on my Instagram, all of a sudden you join threads. It's like you're followed, even people who I no longer follow. Um so I don't know how that <laughs> app works. <laughs> you know, there's a couple of people who I, uh, you know, did comedy with at one point who I uh, do not like anymore. Uh, and you're yeah, like, that's... oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. That, um, that's frustrating. I guess that makes me never want to get threads. <laughs> yeah. Thank it's, you for you allowing know, me to know that. Yeah. And then also, uh, you know, now that you're, there's over a hundred million threads followers or like thread accounts, you know, like now on Instagram, if you were over the hundred million, it's like, they just like hundred million plus. <laughs> so it's like not even cool. Um, and, and then, yeah, I'm on, uh, I guess I'm on Twitter. I'm there to, you know, I'm there to, to see what's going on. I I'm, as we've been like recording the episode, I've noticed that I believe that, Twitter is reading, uh, is listening into this conversation because my feed for for you went from like, oh, it's just random movie stuff, beams, and I'm starting to get One Piece stuff all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. oh you're in it. Wow. I'm in it. I'm, I'm in. The, the algorithm picked me up. I'm on the ride. Get away, kid. Oh, man. You can't yeah, run for me. Listen. listen. <laughs> We're all we're all starting our One Piece campaigns. I'm gonna be telling my agent, it's like, listen, uh, I, I'm starting the Bartholomew campaign. I don't care if the character isn't being cast <laughs> for for another six years. We gotta start this campaign up. It's such a good character. He's so again. There's so many good characters. Listen, I can't. All right, uh, I know I keep extending this. Raylan, who's your most anticipated character to appear on screen? There's a thousand One Piece characters. You can only see one. You get a sneak preview of one. Uh, who is it? I'm like as much as like there's so many different characters that I absolutely adore throughout this whole thing. I really just want to see Robin. <laughs> like that's you don't understand how much I have the hots for Robin that I I need to see Robin. Like I've cried over Robin. I've been completely uh, in love with Robin. <laughs> I'm looking for the Robin in my life. So oh. it's Robin. It's Robin. You need, you need that, that confirmation. And I'm sure when you when exactly. the actor is cast, you're probably going to be like, that's not Robin. And then when the show happens, you'll of course fall in love with him. I think that's going to be. One can act. only hope. One can only uh, hope. I've been literally, as you. we've been talking, is just like looking at people that I think <laughs> It <laughs> could be. You're like, yeah. They uh, the producer said like they're looking to start shooting uh and get into production like January if the strike ends early enough. So fuck, we might be getting getting news oh, soon. Um, my character, my most anticipated character is my boy Alkiji. He is uh one of the top three admirals. Uh, but he's the more morally conflicted one. Even if he does a lot of shit, I disagree with. Uh, I still find it very interesting. Although um. Some stuff lately he's been doing in the manga. I'm like, fuck, man, you're not making it easy uh, for me to be a fan of you. But that's what makes him a good character. So I'm super excited for Okiji to appear, but 
he's not going to appear until season three, unfortunately. So uh, I got to wait like four years. That's fair. That's fine. Um, anyway, uh, for me, right? it's Blackbeard. Uh, and I don't know. I just, oh, I just Blackbeard, said a Blackbeard exists. He is the main antagonist of the series. So yes, I'm very much anticipating. Also, that, that's another character who has got a body type that is not what you'd expect for the lead villain. He's like a uh, I think Oda described him as Somalian. So he's just like this overweight Somalian dude who also has to be a tactical genius and also incredibly evil and sick and twisted and uh, be a good enough villain uh, to sustain a, a very long period of time. So um, I guess they'll find him. They'll find Blackbeard. <laughs> also, I, I want to say uh, that I also think Alkiji would... Or... Uh, how do you pronounce the same? Yeah, you said it right. Uh, I think he is such a fucking great character. Like, yes, he's kind of bad, but he's also kind of good, you know? He's He's got an interesting morality, and we still don't know where he mm-hmm. lies. So I guess that's a sign of a good exactly. character. All right, that wraps up the podcast. Uh, Raylan, did we exit you? Did you already say where you'd be found? No, we didn't. Okay. And don't worry. I'll give it. Uh, <laughs> and pretty much all social media uh whatever you're doing the old instagram the old dick ducks whatever you can find me at raylan carson and then also on instagram i started my drag page which i'm hoping to also maybe start doing a little bit of cosplay in as well um because i just got a new silicone chest and it looks super manly and muscly and there's cool little purple veins as well and uh can't wait to be some sort of hot male character from the show so nice (laughs) for manly nip kiss it's under anyways that's it (laughs) fantastic you can find the podcast at is this anime pod on instagram we're not on uh x i mean kind of but i stopped posting there like two years ago so fuck it (laughs) you can follow yeah yeah you can follow a dead account um yeah. All right. I think that wraps it up. I think we did. We're we done. did. Thanks We're for having me. The, yeah, this is epic. And, uh, oh, actually, I would love to say, and everyone remember that you need to live, love, and dura she she she. <laughs> <laughs>